This podcast is a project of the Massachusetts Cultural Council, a state agency committed to building creative communities and inspiring creative minds. Our main goal is really for them to have that space and voice and use their creative juices to really think, how is this affecting me? How is this affecting my community, my family, and what can I do different? Hello, I'm Anita Walker, Executive Director of the Massachusetts Cultural Council, and welcome to Creative Minds Out Loud. Our guest today is Vanessa Calderon Rosado from EBA. I'll let you say correctly what EBA stands for in just a minute, but we are so glad that you are here. Welcome to the program. Thank you so much, Anita, for the opportunity. Very excited to be here today. And EBA, I-B-A, stands for? IBA stand, IBA stands for Inquilinos Boricuas en Acción, which translated to English would be Puerto Rican Tenants in Action. Uh, and it's because of our origin. We are almost 50 years old. Uh, we were founded in 1968. Our founders were Puerto Rican activists that organized to stop the city's plan for displacement. And so they created EBA to develop affordable housing in their neighborhood and a number of programs, including arts programs, that we still have today. So action and social justice are in your DNA. And one of the programs that you run, of the many, Mm -hmm. that I really wanted to dig into a little bit with you today is your Creative Youth Development Program, one of our exemplars in Massachusetts. Thank you. Yes, we are very excited to uh, have this kind of great opportunity for young people of color, uh, urban youth in, in the city of Boston. We work with young people from uh, underserved neighborhoods in the city, both in the South End, North Roxbury, Roxbury, that's our main target area based on our location in Boston's South End. But we serve young people from all parts of the city, from Mattapan, Roxbury, Dorchester, East Boston, Hyde Park. And we really bring them for a very strong and robust programming, both in the afternoons during the school year and during the summer as well with extended programming. And I think it's this intensive relationship that you develop with these young people. Uh, you were an early member of our Youth Reach cohort yes. of organizations that really sort of built this field of practice that we now call creative youth development. Absolutely. And uh, some of the, I mean, really driving features of our creative youth development programs, which you exemplify so well, is giving young people a place to be and something important to do, of an arts nature, of course, we love that part of it. Um, looking at young people as not victims to be served, but actually as um, people to be unleashed to develop their own potential. And when we look at the programs, we aren't looking at, did you make a better artist or a musician? We're saying, does the young person say, I matter and I can make a difference in my community? That How is do you correct. instill that? That is correct, definitely. Our program it has a very holistic approach to youth development, using the arts, arts-based, to really develop that young person. So we have a, a civic engagement, social justice component. We have an academic support component because we want to make sure that our young people stay on track for uh, high school graduation and then moving on to you know some po post-secondary path, whether it's educational or vocational, and of course the arts. So for us, uh, employing these young people, because it's employment-based as well, we pay them a stipend to come and learn. For us, it's really creating a safe space with adults that 
care about them, that really will look after their development and will help them through the arts to amplify their voice, to use the arts to dig into interesting social problems that they, their families, their communities are facing. So for example, very recently and actually currently, our young people have been using the arts to explore the debt crisis in Puerto Rico. Many of our young people are of Puerto Rican descent. And Latinos in its majority, although we have a wide diversity in our youth arts program, but we are using the arts to help the young people understand, so what has happened in Puerto Rico? What are the implications of that for the island, and if you have families still there, and for Puerto Ricans here? And what can we do? How can we use our collective power and voices to do that? And this is just an example. We've done that with so many other social issues that may impact them that they select, because these are things that they have been listening to, that they are exposed to, that they are impacted by, and sometimes, unfortunately, that they have experienced trauma from. So this, you know, using uh, the arts and this type of approach of creative youth development really help young people heal as well, you know, and, and, and also create that voice and, and think critically about the issues, you know, as much as we understand how important, you know, the, the core standards are in the schools, that they are very important, but sometimes we forget that through the arts you could develop so many of those same skills that you have in those standards, including creative thinking, critical thinking, and analytical uh, thoughts. And the arts really provide a wonderful, wonderful mechanism to do that. You know, it's so empowering when a young person realizes that they can change something in the world. They yeah. can make the world better in some way. And I remember, it might have been a year or two ago, I was at EVA, and it was a huge gathering of young people, and the whole theme was empowerment. Yeah. And there was so much energy and excitement in yeah. the room. Yeah, yeah. And in fact, the, uh, the young people entitled, because they picked the, the title for that event, they call it La Lengua del Poder, the power of the tongue. And then if you remember, there was the, a multidisciplinary arts event, not only with EBA youth, but youth of other uh, uh, creative youth programs throughout the city. And young people used, obviously, visual arts and performing arts, but a lot of spoken word and theater. So they used their voices through the arts to really bring about uh, Light shed light on some of those issues that they were interested that they, they're interested in and they're affecting them, but also using arts and that voice to exert change and to kind of motivate and rally people to create that change. So I have to ask you, um, we're in 2017 now. 2016 and 2017 have been challenging and difficult years. Um, for a lot of people, but I think particularly for people in our youth reach programs, um, as we have met with them, as we have listened to them, um, there's a certain, especially for people who may be new to this country or have families uh, in other countries that they don't get to see very often, um, they're feeling a little threatened. Do you see that? Yes, we do see that. And in fact, uh, before this um, unit that we're now learning uh, with our young people about Puerto Rico and the fiscal crisis there, Right before then, all you know, the, you know, leading into the 2016 elections, and right after, we talked about a lot of issues of racial equity, income inequality, uh, immigration, and because these are three 
big, big challenges that our children and our youth face in their communities. Um, so we talked about that, and again, through the arts, explored, you know, through filmmaking, through spoken word, through theater, through visual arts, exploring what these things mean and how it affects me and how I can make a difference with, through arts in my world, in my community, amongst my friends. How can I express, you know, those feelings that sometimes are bottled up and, you know, so creating that safe space is critical for young people. So we've seen a lot of that and um, there's much more work to do. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's interesting as we um, have a chance to talk with a lot of people in our field, our artists, you know, artists have an impulse to heal yes. and to confront. And there's almost like a little bit of opposition going on. What am I supposed to be doing now? Mm -hmm. Am I supposed to be in a healing mode? Or am I supposed to be calling on and confronting things that I'm seeing in our society that need to be made better? I'm just so curious to, to see, the, see it through the lens of a young person who has their entire world ahead of them. Yeah, I, I think young people have a tendency to be feisty. And they want to really bring about change and uh, have an urgency. Young people have an urgency to really see that change because they, they, they feel it, you know, every day, day in, day out. So when we talked about income inequality or racial justice, they really see it uh, manifested in microaggressions everywhere they go on a regular basis. So, uh, so they feel that urgency of really immediately confront the issue and use it more to effect change as opposed to healing, but of, obviously it depends. I think another piece that is important about any creative youth program like uh, EBAS Youth Development Program is that it also, you know, this whole movement about creative place making, they're really creating a, their own community through the arts and really expressing themselves. And like you said earlier in this conversation, we're not looking to develop Picassos or Yo-Yo Ma's <laughs> or, you know, or the next day, Manuel Miranda. All of that would be fantastic if we, you know. And you probably have some of that in yeah. your group. <laughs> we, and actually, we have had uh, some of our young people who have received awards, not only through our programs, but through our program or on their own. Uh, but the point is that if that happens, that's wonderful. But that's not our main goal. Our main goal is really to use the arts at that, like I've said already 20,000 times in this conversation, <laughs> is that vehicle. It's for them to have that space and voice and use their creative juices to really think, uh, how is this affecting me? How is this affecting me, my community, my family, and what can I do different? And that's and so to answer your question, <laughs> this long answer, is really that for what we see primarily is that our young people love using that the arts as you know to confront the issue and to try to find a solution to it. Do you have a, a story you could tell us of one of the young people in particular, with or without a name attached to it, but that personal story of where you have absolutely seen transformational change and a difference? There are so many, um, and maybe I'll pick two out of, or three, I don't know. Let me, let me start with at least one. But uh, yeah, there is this uh, one young man who, um, 
came into our program, he was very shy. He lives, actually, Eva has a portfolio of affordable housing, so we are, a, you know, a landlord, a community development corporation. So uh, he lives in our prop in, in one of our properties, and very shy, when he was 13, he walked by our program, and he was invited to come and join, and he said, eh, no, he was definitely not ready. A few months later, he went by and then he saw what was happening through the you know through the glass windows uh, and you know he's, he and he tells the story he says like wow that looks like a lot of fun and engagement and still he walked by but the next day he came he stopped by on, on, on his way home from school uh, and he said like I want to learn more about the program so that very shy boy at 13 is today about to graduate from UMass Boston from an engineering program and he personally will tell you how our program and specifically the spoken word component of our program, the, that arts part, really gave him a, a voice, really helped him come out of that shell, really helped him become a better public speaker, really helped him, gave him confidence and make him feel like he was a blossoming, developing young man growing into you know a young adult he mattered and, and could make a difference exactly <laughs> and, uh, and so his story is quite remarkable and more recently and because he's just about to graduate from uh, college from UMass Boston uh, but just recently uh, Eva had the great honor of receiving the National Arts and yes. Humanities. Congratulations. National this Arts is a little applause in the yeah. room. Yes, we're so the, proud of you. The NAHIP Award. And uh, we, last November, November of 2016, we were at the White House receiving the award from First Lady Michelle Obama. So that was the honor of our lifetime. And I personally had the honor of traveling to Washington, D.C. with one of our young participants. And she, uh, so talking about another example, she is uh, one of those young people who is, has a lot of potential, but again, shy, because you know, there's so many things that are happening in these young people's lives. And we have seen her blossoming and really becoming uh, a very strong voice and leader within our community of young people and also in her school. So we're but very proud like of her. What was it like for her to meet the First Lady? It was unbelievable. And you know what was the most amazing thing? That in the First Lady's remarks, which were amazing, so inspiring, I was holding my tears all throughout the, the presentation. And during the First Lady's remarks, she picked two programs and two young people to speak about as exemplars of what creative youth development is all about. And one of the young people that she picked was Moemi Negro, our young participant from EVA's Youth Development Program. So Noemi and I, when, when she started talking about her, uh, Noemi and I looked at each other and Noemi held my hand and squeezed it so hard that I almost screamed. <laughs> and I wasn't sure if I was going to scream for uh, excitement or pain or both. But for her was a uh, an amazing opportunity, a life-changing opportunity, not only to meet the First Lady, but to hear the First Lady, talk, lady talking about her, her drive, her motivation, and how, um, you know, how she's developing a path for herself, and how this program is really helping her uh, develop that path. So it was 
quite unbelievable to be there and to listen to the First Lady's words about Kamoyani. What an inspiring story, inspiring work, which you're doing every day here in Boston, having national implications and uh, effect all over the country. Vanessa Calderon Rosado from EBA, thank you very much. Another one of our creative minds out loud. Well, thank you so much for having me. It's been an honor and a pleasure. Thank you. To learn more about this episode and to subscribe, visit creativemindsoutloud.org.